It is Trent Frederick Day here on Locked On Boston Bruins, and we're also discussing Don Sweeney's candidacy for GM of the Year. Let's talk about it all on a fresh episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day. Every single day, we are free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube featuring some brand new graphics. Those of you who are tuning in on the video portion of the show will get to see that here today. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. It is Thursday, May 25th. And uh, I want to remind you that you can find the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, at LockedNHLBruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. Today on the podcast, we are going to discuss Don Sweeney being a finalist for GM of the Year. And also take a look back at Trent Frederick's 2022-23 and what could be ahead for the restricted free agent. So let's just uh, jump right into it, shall we? And we're going to begin with our boy Don Sweeney getting a nod as a finalist for GM of the Year. The other two GM of the year candidates are Bill Zito in um, Florida and also Jim Neal with the Dallas Stars, I believe. Let's see, actually. I can't even remember. The finalists this year, Don Sweeney, Bill Zito, and, drumroll please, Jim Neal, as I mentioned. Now, the winner is selected in a poll of other NHL general managers at the end of the regular season. So, kind of weird that Florida is there, even though they're on this run that has taken them all the way to the Stanley Cup final. I guess Zito gets a nod for pulling off that Matthew Kachuk for Jonathan Huberto and Mackenzie Weger trade. Jim Neal has built an unbelievable team in Dallas, despite the fact they're down three, nothing in their series. Look back at the one draft where they got Jake Ottinger, um, Jason Robertson and Miro Heiskin and all in the same draft class. Unreal. Uh, Don Sweeney was named NHL GM of the year back in 2019. And He oversaw the construction of a historic regular season team this past season. Record of 65, 12, and 5, 135 points, President's Trophy. We all know the regular season accolades that this team was able to put together. Um, And it all began kind of back last summer when he decided to fire head coach Bruce Cassidy 
now with Vegas on the brink of advancing to the Stanley Cup final. We're not going to talk about that. Montgomery led the Bruins to the fastest team in NHL history to reach 100 points, 50 wins. And with 65 wins, he holds the NHL record for most wins by a coach in his first season with the team. Of course, it's also the new all-time record. Following that, he decided to trade Eric Howla to the New Jersey Devils for Pavel Zaka. Zaka later agreed to a one-year $3.5 million contract with the team and signed a four-year contract extension. He was named Nesson's seventh player uh, of the season as well, given to the Bruin who exceeds fan expectations. He also convinced Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci to come back on very team-friendly contracts. Of course, that will hinder him next season with bonus overages, but you know we're only talking about 2022-23 here for Don Sweeney. Getting both of those guys back under contract, a coup for sure. And they both had very successful seasons. Bergeron is a finalist for the Selkie Trophy at 58 points. Krejci, uh, 56 points in 70 games. And then prior to the trade deadline, Don Sweeney did fantastic work adding Dmitry Orlov, Garnet Hathaway from Washington for Craig Smith. 2023 first round pick and a 2025 second round pick plus a 2024 third round pick. Uh, He also made full use of LTIR and acquired Tyler Bertuzzi from the Detroit Red Wings for a 2024 first round pick. So Bruins, no first round pick this season, next season, no second round pick this season. Or next season either. He really went all in here. Did have an eye on the future though, of course. He re-signed David Posternock to an eight-year contract extension with an annual cap hit of $11.25 million. And of course, Posternock had an incredible season. 61 goals, 52 assists, 113 points. One of only two players in the NHL to score more than 60 goals this season. McDavid being the other, and he'll win the Richard Trophy. Sweeney has been in the front office since 2006. He was named general manager in 2015. And again, he won this award back in 2019. He's up for it again this season. And in my estimation, he should be the front runner. He, again, Hala for Zaka was a, was a win. Devils fans may argue that, but for me, that was a win. And to get Zaka under contract for several more seasons at a pretty team-friendly rate, a great deal. All all the complaints about 2015 draft, right now they have two top players from that draft. Not perhaps the best players, but still, Zaka, DeBrusque, good building blocks. And Zboril might take a next step anyways we're talking about this season uh getting Bergeron Krejci back you know that could be in large part due to the coaching change uh so you can't discount the impact there a lot of people say well Cassidy may have taken the these Bruins further you might not have the same team if Bruce Cassidy was still there maybe DeBrusque doesn't 
take back his trade request. Maybe Bergeron and Krejci don't come back. You never know. And uh, finally, he did go all in at the trade deadline. I've heard people complain about the Orlov trade or, or, or maybe, yeah, said it, he wasn't very effective for the Bruins. Orlov, Bertuzzi were incredibly effective for the Bruins, especially in the playoffs. And uh, the only or the biggest knock against Don Sweeney this past season was, of course, the signing of Mitchell Miller which will need to be rectified here in the postseason. But I don't think that was specifically on him. In fact, he said he disagreed with the move, and that was an organizational decision. That certainly did backfire. But his whole body of work, I think, is worthy of GM of the year. One thing that he really does need to take care of next is a new contract for Trent Frederick, and we're going to talk about his year and what's next for Freddie here in a moment. But first, a word about uh, one of today's sponsors, Bird Dogs. I was sent a couple pairs of Bird Dogs shorts a couple weeks ago, and I just cannot get enough of these shorts. They are so comfortable, a perfect fit, and they have stretchy fabric that, you know, I'll just say it. They make my legs look great and they're comfier than my other shorts and pants. They give me the freedom to wear on the golf course, to a meeting, softball, a date, even hanging out with friends. And uh, sports nerds say they're the perfect pants for dads that have a little extra gut. Not going to lie, that includes me. They make us feel comfortable and look great. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL right now and enter promo code LockedOnNHL. They'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. I, I'd show that to you right now, but unfortunately, one of my kids grabbed it uh, and took it to school with him. But it's a great tumbler. You can get that by going to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL and entering promo code LockedOnNHL. Check out some bird dogs. You're not going to regret it. Thank you once again for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. Every day is tomorrow on the show. Can expect continued year in review. We're going to be looking at both Matt Grizzlick and Brandon Carlo on tomorrow's episode. Today we're focusing on Trent Frederick. And let's be honest. Few people expected the kind of year that he had. Trent Frederick smashed his previous career highs in points, goals, assists, and shots on goal, and really was surprisingly productive and still a pretty limited role for the Boston Bruins. He did average only 11 minutes and 55 seconds of ice time. But he was able to make some things happen, be in the right place at the right time. 17 goals, 14 assists for 31 total points. Previous career high set last season, 8 goals, 10 assists, 18 points in 60 games. This year he did it in seven, uh, sorry, 79 games. Uh, just fantastic production. 
career highs in goals per game, assists per game, points per game, had a career high in shots as well with uh, 120 shots versus 100 last season. He, again, still only averaged under 12 minutes per game, but he thrived in a bottom six role, especially alongside Charlie Coyle, who had a, so many great things to say about him in the end of season availability. He also really benefited from Nick Felino's leadership. Felino, kind of the de facto captain of the bottom six and uh, kind of took Frederick, among others, under his wing. And we really began to see Trent Frederick's uh, potential become reality and in good time too, because he's 25 now. He's not a kid anymore. He needs to be a guy who contributes up and down the lineup. Now he did still have some penalty issues. I remember specifically being in Ottawa a couple days after Christmas, seeing Frederick get called for, uh, covering the puck with his hand and even chucking it out of the zone. Not smart. He had 57 penalty minutes, still the odd, terribly timed penalty. Um, and of course, most notably, he kind of disappeared in the playoffs. Zero points in 12 games total for his career. And this season, specifically five games played. He was scratched for two of them. And he was unable to contribute offensively. Did not play in games, uh, what was it, five and six, I believe. He was in the lineup for game seven. One shot on goal in seven minutes and 44 seconds of ice time. Zero hits, zero blocks. You know, you can debate whether or not he should have been in and out of the lineup or whether he should have been uh, a mainstay. The Bruins were healthy, so you had to fit Taylor Hall, try to fit Nick Foligno back in there. Freddie was the odd man out, for better or worse. And there could be a knock on him when it comes to uh, his next contract. And, you know, perhaps an inability to leverage his amazing regular season into a, uh, a solid long-term deal. Maybe they have to go to another bridge deal. Maybe they have to, I don't know, hedge, hedge their bets on him because he was not effective when the games mattered most. And that was in the playoffs. Yes. He was in and out. Yes. Uh, perhaps lost some confidence because of that, but still, uh, Started off all right, three hits, two shots in um, earlier in the series. He had two shots, zero hits in the 6-3 loss in game two. Three shots and five hits combined in games three and four, which were a bit better efforts. You could have argued that he should have remained in the lineup but alas, when he came in for Game 7, uh, zero hits, zero blocks, and only one shot. Of course, only in 7 minutes and 44 seconds of ice time. So fantastic regular season for Frederick. Exceeded my expectations. 
Um, again, in limited ice time, only 12 minutes or so per game. Thrived in that bottom six role, specifically at even strength. Not a guy who's going to get power play time in this economy. Um, he did have one shorthanded uh, assist. So he's getting some time on the penalty kill. And really, that's he should be getting some time on the, on the penalty kill, seeing as he is uh, kind of a physical presence, active stick. That's an area where you'd like to see him grow, is being able to contribute, kind of like a Jake DeBrusque, contributing on the penalty kill. He is a restricted free agent, and we're going to discuss what is next for our boy Trent Frederick here in a moment. But first, a quick word about today's other sponsor, which is eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit, and the same goes for your vehicle. For parts of that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. They have a guaranteed fit where you can be sure that every part you need fits right the first time around or your money back. Now, this applies only to U.S. customers and to eligible items, but for the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices, your best bet is to head to ebaymotors.com and uh, you can get back on the road and back in the game with, again, the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices for your vehicle. Look out for the green check that will show you that it is indeed the right fit. They've got over 122 million parts to choose from, so you'll be back on the road in no time with eBay Motors. Let's get back to Trent Frederick talk here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Ruins, and he is a restrictive free agent. And it's going to be a very interesting negotiation. Uh, He said after the season that his agent and Don Sweeney will talk. He didn't know much about it. He wants to be in Boston for as long as he can. He wants to be a Bruin for as long as he can. He's had fun being here, and hopefully they can do it again next year. On finding his stride on the ice this season, he said when you're younger, it helps with goals and stuff. It gives you uh, that extra confidence, and um, it allowed him to, yeah, develop his game. Uh, Everybody had a good year. It rubbed off on everybody. It trickled down, and he believes he can keep building. On this progress, keep getting better as a player, still has a lot to offer, and he's excited for next year. Now, when it comes to um, his contract, I think it's going to be key to keep an eye on a guy like um, Tanner Janot, you know, in uh, Tampa Bay. Janot, of course, was acquired from the Lightning via the Nashville Predators, and and for quite a price as well. Uh, It was multiple draft picks and a prospect. But Frederick and Janot, Janot, however you want to say it, have pretty similar uh, track records. 
they have, uh, let's see, over the past three years, very similar stats. Janot with 35 goals, 31 assists for 66 points in 172 games. Frederick, 29 goals, 25 assists, 54 points. Uh, Janot with a higher points per game average, 0.38 to 0.3. Higher shooting percentage as well. Uh, He has chipped in a bit more on the power play and has fewer shots on goal than Frederick, 1.5 per game each. Uh, Janot, much more prolific when it comes to hits and blocks, does have a higher average um, time on ice as well as more uh, shorthanded time, a bit of power play time as well. All that to say, whatever Janot comes in at, you can expect that to be used as a comparable, perhaps not what for Frederick is yet, but what the type of player he should be for the Boston Bruins. A depth scorer who can bring some rough and tumble to the lineup, should have more to give in terms of his defensive game. Obviously, the Tampa Bay Lightning valued him quite highly in in terms of giving up all those assets for him. And wherever they come in on their contract with him, I think you can see Frederick using that as a comparable and perhaps coming in a bit lower than um, than Janot in uh, in Tampa Bay. Just looking at an article, how much should the Tampa Bay Lightning pay Tanner uh, Janot? And uh, they're projecting. What are they saying here? That would leave, I don't know. It's it's really hard to value these kind of players. $1.3 million as the floor for that deal. Um, I think you're going to see the Bruins. Janot's last year, what, the last deal was uh, two years, 1.6 total, so eight hundred thousand dollars per season probably gonna at least double that and Trent Frederick I think we'd like to see him come in around 1.5 million you know he just needs to prove that he can keep this offense going he was at 1.05 for the last two seasons Based on his jump this past season in production, he's probably going to push for a couple million at least per season. The Bruins need to try to to keep that lower, maybe 1.8. Because, again, you're going to keep an eye on Janot in Tampa, and whatever he gets, it's got to be a bit lower for, uh, for Frederick. 
It's going to be a fascinating contract negotiation. I don't expect he'd be a, a cap casualty, but it could be uh, one where players pushing for a lot more than what the Bruins think he's ready for or deserves at the moment based on one fairly productive season, but still with some question marks and some more intangibles that you'd like to see him bring to the table as well, including developing his game as a penalty killer and being more responsible physically as well. Anyways, that's today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins, my friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you make, for making it a daily listen. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow to discuss the second pair of defensemen in Matt Grizzlick, Brandon Carlo, before we turn our attention later to Jeremy Swayman, the pairing of Forbort Clifton, the trade deadline acquisitions, some fringe players, and more here on Locked On Boston Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. Take care of yourselves, friends. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you again here tomorrow.